Luke chapter 11, beginning at verse 1. And the title of our um, section here in the scripture from the Message Bible is Ask for What You Need. And um, I, I was, <laughs> you, you're, maybe you'll laugh, maybe you'll say, what on earth is pastor doing now? But anyhow, miser versus giving. Miser versus giving. And we'll find out what this is in a little bit. Oh, look, there he is. <laughs> miser versus giving. <laughs> Who is it? Scrooge, that's it. So Scrooge is our miser, and, uh, but we're not, we're not going to talk about Scrooge just yet. But anyhow, Luke chapter 11, beginning at verse 1. One day he was praying in a certain place. When he finished, one of his disciples said, Master, teach us to pray, just as John taught his disciples. So he said, When you pray, say, Father, reveal who you are, set the world right, Keep us alive with three square meals. Keep us forgiven with you and forgiving others. Keep us safe from ourselves and the devil. Then he said, imagine what would happen if you went to uh, a friend in the middle of the night and said, friend, lend me three loaves of bread. An old friend traveling through just showed up and I don't have a thing on hand. The friend answered from his bed, don't bother me, doors locked. My children are all down for the night. I can't get up to give you anything. But let me tell you, even he won't get up because he's a friend if you stand your ground knocking and walking, all waking all the neighbors. He'll finally get up and get you whatever you need. So I'm coming to your house and beating on the door to give me what I want. See? Here's what I'm saying. Ask and you'll get it. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be opened. Don't bargain with God. Be direct. Ask for what you need. This is not a cat-and-mouse, hide-and-seek game we're in. If your little boy asks for, ask for a serving of fish, do you scare him with a live snake on his plate? If your little girl asks for an egg, do you trick her with a spider? As bad as you are, you wouldn't think of such a thing. You're at least decent to your own children. And don't you think the Father who conceived you in love will give the Holy Spirit when you ask him? So when we think of the idea of what we said a little earlier, that we are the people of the Spirit, we are the people that recognize God's presence with us. And that it's in this presence of God that we find our everyday life uh, and our everyday surroundings that God is with us and helping us and guiding us. Well, we've left the Christmas season. Do you realize it's only been four Sundays since uh, the Christmas program? Four Sundays. 26 days. Rhonda said four Sundays is 28 days. I said, no, 26 days since Christmas. <laughs> okay? 26 days since Christmas. I mean, I mean it doesn't, it, it feels... Like Christmas feels so long ago. So what did you give for Christmas that is still working using and somebody's wearing? <laughs> popcorn popper. I've, I really splurged this year. I got Rhonda a popcorn popper. <laughs> so, but anyhow, um, anything else? You, th you think about what you're wearing, using, what you gave that people are still wearing, working, using, wearing, whatever. If you go to the mall, you can get 
Christmas trees for 75% off. So those of you who want a new Christmas tree for next year. So um, in the past Christmas season, did any of you ever watch The Christmas Carol by uh, Charles Dickens? Anybody watch Christmas Carol? Yeah, we all saw it more than once. <laughs> Sometimes it's just on, you know, over and over again. Well, there's so many different kinds and so many different versions. I, I, know, I don't not particularly like the Bill Murray one, but I watch you know, it's on a lot, so I've seen that one. The Disney animated one, uh, the movies, you know, there's all different kinds of movies, the old ones they have of, of Scrooge and so on. But as we look at this character and we see the highlights of this guy named Scrooge, what do you think of him? <laughs> what do you think of Scrooge? What's that? That's that, right? She's right on the same page. We might as well go home now. Cat's out of the bag. <laughs> the central truth of the message is there's a Scrooge in all of us. And that is why the movie and the... Um, <laughs> yeah, you ought to be up here. Uh, so... But we, we find, why does the movie have such an appeal? Because there's a Scrooge in all of us. Now, Scrooge is, the character trait of Scrooge is that he is a miser. Okay? A miser. Now, a miser is a person who is reluctant to spend something. Okay? But it's more than that. Spend something to the point of foregoing even the basic comforts of some necessities in order to hoard the money or the possessions. So there's like three parts to being a miser. One, reluctant to spend. Now, we all are sometimes in that one. But to the point of foregoing basic comforts. Remember in, in the movie we have him not, you know, when he couldn't put coal in the furnace, you know, because, you know, crab, what's his name? Pat, Cratchit. Cratchit can't put coal in there because you only have two or three lumps, you know. He's a miser. He will, he will forego the basic comforts in order to hoard his money or his possessions. So it's not just being mean with money, but accompanied with taking delight in hoarding. So giving, according to a miser, is a bah humbug experience. You know, and giving or hoarding and greed are kind of opposite sides of the same coin. And greed is also known for its excess. Greed is known for its excess. And that means we will forego many things in order to keep. So spiritually, greed is... Um, we will condemn our spiritual well-being for the future over some type of physical pleasure in the present. Greed. Willing to forego, well, we, all, we talk about we are people of eternal life. We are people of God's presence. We are people of God's blessing. We are people, in greed, we are people who will eat the seed of the corn that we're supposed to plant to reach a harvest because we don't think it's going to grow. It isn't because we're hungry. It's just because we don't think it's worth investing in the ground, so we're going to keep it just in case it doesn't grow. So that's the greed and the hoarding. So Scrooge is a character 
where these qualities of greed and hoarding are kind of focalized. And so the cold-hearted miser who despises Christmas, despises its joy, and despises the pleasure of giving is this guy called Ebenezer Scrooge. <laughs> Did you know where Dickens, the story of Dickens' is Christmas, his Christmas story came from, is Scrooge? Well, it stems from a grave marker he saw in 1841. He's walking uh, in, a, in the Canongate Kirkyard in Edinburgh, and Ebenezer Lennox Scrooge. <laughs> Ebenezer Lennox Scrooge is the name on a headstone, and his occupation was on the headstone, and it was a meal man. He was a dealer in corn. <laughs> he was a meal man. And Dickens misread the meal man to be a now, mean man. Dickens misread the uh, meal man to be a mean man, and he wrote that, uh, he, he, feel, he felt that Scrooge's soul would be, um, must have had a shriveled soul in order to be a person who uh, would have the designation of his life on a tombstone as a mean man. And it's from that that the story of Ebenezer Scrooge came. Now, remember, no one here is Ebenezer Scrooge. <laughs> okay. Yes. <laughs> All right, you got that right? Got that? No one here is Ebenezer Scrooge. Because if you were Ebenezer Scrooge, you wouldn't be here, <laughs> okay? Neither, nor are we Jesus Christ incarnate, because if you were the exact image and replica of Jesus, you'd be in heaven, <laughs> okay? So, none of us are Ebenezer, and none of us are perfect as Christ and walk with God entirely. So, the message today is to see the Scrooge in all of us, <laughs> Some of you can just go home because you know you don't have it, right? <laughs> well, you just all go home. He's, going, he's not going to talk about me today. I don't need this one. So the message of the gospel is what? It's more blessed to give than to receive. That's in Acts 20. So when we were in darkness, it, it, I was reading this some time back, and it stated about how that when people are in darkness, they are in total darkness, and when they are in light, they are in total light. Now, when we were lost, the darkness cast its shadow, its inability to see upon our life. And whenever we are in the light following Christ, the light of Christ then shines upon our life. And so in the text, in Luke chapter 11, it says about us asking. Well, whenever we are in the light following Christ, we're not perfect. There's still aspects of our nature our Scrooge, <laughs> that is still there. And the challenge for the Christian and the challenge for us in walking in the light is to see how the light of Christ is reflected upon every area of our life. And that there are times in which we limit our spiritual walk 
by our preconceived scroogisms. <laughs> so, I think that's a word, right? Scroogisms? It is now, but it, it's not there. It's, you know, it's, it's a Dave McGeeism. It's a scroogism, all right? So, in the text in Luke, he says, ask for what you need. The Scrooge character is not someone who would ask because Scrooge is self-sufficient. <laughs> He's self-sustaining. He's selfish. Lord, verse 1, says, Lord, teach us to pray. Now, I'm not going to do every verse. I'm just going to take highlights of these verses. In verse 1, it says, the disciples are with Jesus, and they're wanting, them to, wanting Jesus to teach them to pray. Now, are the disciples really in tune for the spirituality or are they wanting to do some of the things that Jesus is doing so that they can be elevated by the people as Jesus is elevated? Now, in a completely well-defined spiritual world, we would say that the disciples were very spiritually in tune. Well, Sorry to say, the disciples weren't. <laughs> they were still trying to figure this whole thing out. And even at the, in the time of the crucifixion and so on, they still didn't have it figured out because they're trying to get Jesus to tell them, can I sit on you? And they want Jesus to give them permission to sit on his right or his left when he comes into his kingdom. So they still don't have this together. So probably this is, a, this is an aspect of their Scrooge characteristic is that they want Jesus to teach them how to pray so they can get what Jesus is doing and be able to do it on their own. You can disagree with that, but it's, it's okay. So, <laughs> it was more of an elevating of themselves than it was of an elevating of God. And, you see, Jesus doesn't hammer them or jump on them he just simply begins to teach them. And, he, and see, this is the part of our life where we recognize that God isn't about straightening you out. You come over here, I'm going to straighten you out, boy. I brought you into this world, and I'm going to take you out. <laughs> yeah. The beatings will continue until the attitude changes. <laughs> you know? It's not that. If, if, you know, if God were that type of a disciplinarian and a type, that type of a God, none of us would have a prayer. So even if the disciples are in this mode of, you know, they really haven't got it straightened out, Jesus is in the process of teaching us. And in our Sunday school lesson, we were talking about Ecclesiastes and how Solomon is uh, looking at time and the value of time. You know, there's a time to be born and a time to die. He's talking about relationships and talking about the, 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 the farming community. There's a time to kill animals for food. There's a time to tear down and there's a time to rebuild. There's a time to tear down your old house because it's falling apart and build a new one. So Solomon is talking about the value of time. And, and in our lives, we're looking at the value of time. And God has eternity. And he has the rest of your life to take you where you need to be. The challenge for us is to get there. Hmm. So, Jesus presents to the disciples the Lord's, what we call the Lord's Prayer. 
And he starts off by saying, our Father. Now, did the disciples want an all-inclusive prayer? Or did they want a specific prayer? My God, not our God. And, you know, Jesus, teach me how to pray so that I can do this for me. That's the, what am I going to get out of my faith? And how is my faith going to work for me so that I can get what I want so I can arrive at where I need to be? That's a Scroogeism. <laughs> okay. Give is um, to present a gift. Okay? Give is the idea of presenting a gift. Verse 3, give us this day our daily bread. Do you think a Scrooge or a miser, <laughs> how do you think a, a miser would look at this? Give us this day our daily bread. Now, what is a miser? It's a person who will forego the basic needs in order to hoard and hide. You see, giving us this day means that God is going to give us a daily provision. A miser will look at what he's got, will take a portion of what he's got, and even though he's hungry, and even though he doesn't have, even though he has enough for this day, he's not going to use it, he's going to hide it. Now, there's nothing, this is not talking about saving and putting things away and that type of stuff. It's not talking about that at all. This is about a hoarder who looks at whatever he has and he's going to take part of what he has, he's going to do without in order that he can keep it separate so that he can use it later. Now, that's a good thing if it is done right. It's a bad thing <laughs> if it's done like Scrooge. So, The manna in the wilderness, when the children of Israel in the wilderness, what were they to do with the manna? Anybody remember? Every day they got up, there was manna. And if they collected more than enough food for the day, because then they didn't want to get up tomorrow and get it, what happened to it? Maggots and it rotted. What was God teaching them? Teaching them daily provisions that God is going to take care of you each day. So the hoarder, the miser, is an individual who's going to take God's provisions and not, and not use them, but take them and put them away selfishly. Forgive us our sins as we forgive others. <laughs> so how would this penny pincher, this is, these are the words that go with miser. Penny pincher, cheapskake, skin flint, Tightwad, hoarder, pack rat, <laughs> how would they approach forgiveness? <laughs> how, would, how would this penny pension pack rat approach forgiveness? You know what? You give them too much forgiveness, they're just going to get worse. <laughs> you know, uh, I may forgive them, but... Um, don't ever, don't ever expect me to, you know, I'm not forgiving them, you know. Do you know what they did to me? <laughs> See, Scrooge is a self-justifier. <laughs> through the events of his life, through the events of his life. Now, see, people arrive, we don't arrive, okay, let's put it this way. We arrive where we are at based upon our perception 
of what has happened in our life. Okay? We all have a story. We all have hurts. We all have a story. We all have pain. We all have them. It's what we've done and how the attitudes that we have established and the attitudes that we have established, how that they have come together to form an opinion of our present. Okay? So, in his own mind, Scrooge, he is completely justified in his attitudes and his actions. You know, what is this? Whenever they ask him for, um, would you like to contribute to the, to the children, you know, and all this, he says, aren't there orphanages for these kids? <laughs> okay, where did he grow up? An orphanage. Did he not overcome those difficulties and establish himself as a, a very prestigious individual in his own mind? So if I can do it, you can do it. I'm not giving a penny to them people because nobody ever gave me a penny. So you see, in this Scrooge and all of us, we're often justified in our actions. And you see, God is not looking for our our own self-justification. We have reasons why we don't forgive. We have reasons why we withhold We have reasons why we don't do what we do. You know, there are reasons that the Scrooge in all of us, you see, the Scrooge in all of us limits what God wants to do in us. Now, we're not lost in the sense of going to hell. You're going to spend eternity in hell unless you change. No, that we look at this idea of what has happened in the past the events and the decisions that we made and how that we came to this place in our life. And you guess what? They're all, it's justifiable that we came here logically, we came to our understanding of ourselves and, and, and what has happened by the events of our life. So, how does, how does Scrooge begin his transition should have done this at Christmas time right after you. This, is this a Christmas sermon? Is this a trick sermon, preacher? <laughs> is this one of those you had for Christmas and didn't use and you had to get it in before it's too late? No. <laughs> Just one of those things that came up. So, who are, who, are the, uh, who are the ones who help Scrooge find out what's going on in his life? The three, three ghosts, three spirits, Okay. And the three spirits cover the events, the good and the bad, cover the reasons for his decisions, the how and the why, and they see the outcome of his decisions. No. So the same can be done with each of us. We all have a past, events, the good and the bad. We all have a present, the actions, the hows and the whys, and we all have a future. There is an outcome to our actions. So if we continue on our current path, given our present attitudes, which are formulated by understandings and actions of the past, where are we going to end up?
See, forgiveness is a bah humbug, a hard-hearted miser. In Luke 11, verse 5 through 7, he says, um, you're in need, a friend has come to your house, and you don't have anything to eat. So you go to another friend and knock on his door. Now, Jesus is telling the story about God. Okay, all right? You go, to another, you go to another house, a friend's house, and you knock on the door, and the friend tells you, and he's a Scrooge, because he's in bed. He's in bed, and he's not going to get out of bed for you. <laughs> and... Is this, no, you're going to really get upset with this one. Is this this picture of God being a Scrooge? Not giving to us what we ask when we want it? And what Jesus is telling us is there's two different stories and God isn't a Scrooge. But what he's telling us is that we need to be persistent in our need. And why is the man who is making the request not a Scrooge? He is asking for something that, God, that he would receive so he could give to something else, to someone else. The value of our life is not in what we get and hoard and put away. The value is in what God has given us to share and how that we are going to plant and sow it in the lives of others. And here we have this individual knocking at the door and he, and Jesus is telling us he gets it not because the friend is a really good friend, but he doesn't want the neighbors awakened by his persistent knocking and waking the neighbors so he's going to get out of bed and give the man what he wants because he's persistent. He's persistent in recognizing the need of his friend. And so he is going to do what he has to to make, to provide for the needs of his friends. Okay? And I thought, I thought of this one. What if the guy who is knocking is Scrooge? Okay? Go away. Well, first of all, if this guy was really my friend, he wouldn't come at night. And if he was really my friend, he'd bring his own food and feed me while he came. And if he was my friend, he would come early enough, he'd have brought his own food, and he'd have fed me, and I wouldn't have to be out here knocking on this door trying to get food for my other friends to take care of this low life. <laughs> I thought that was funny. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't have to be out here doing it. See, the Scrooge, there's, see, there's this idea that none of us are perfect, and, and I don't know what your scenario is, but I'm sure we all have scenarios that we can look at and say, oh my gosh, and what we're doing is missing the point. You see, it's like the parable of the rich man in Luke chapter 12, Verses 16, I didn't give this to, to, to Jose. It says, Then he spoke a parable unto them, saying, the, gr the ground of a certain rich man yielded plenty. And he thought within himself, saying, What shall I do since I have no room to store the crops? He said, I will do this. I will pull down my barns and build bigger, and so there will be store all my crops and my goods. <laughs> He's a Scrooge. Why? Because he is, I jumped up a few volumes. 
I guess that was the point of emphasis. <laughs> that uh, you want some uh, earplugs from the concert? I have them. <laughs> so he's a Scrooge. Why? Because he recognizes that um, I have and I got more and I'm not giving you anything. I'm going to build bigger barns and I'm going to keep it for myself. He's a miser. So, so what changed Scrooge? Was it the three spirits? No. It was the realities of his life seen from a future perspective that this is really going to turn out bad. Unless I change, my future is going to really be bad. And it was in the past, he saw an injured child he saw his response to events that established an attitude and an action. He saw the present in which he was hurting others by withholding what he had and he was withholding himself. You see how that the miser is not just withholding goods, it's developing an attitude of withholding self. And it is you, the giving of ourselves, that is the most important gift that we have. What we possess is not as important as the person who possesses it. And that's you. And so we are called upon, and as we look at this, he saw that he was hurting other people by not participating in their life. And, of course, the third was him seeing the future in which everything was, <laughs> they were laughing at, you know, I'm glad he's dead, he's gone, and all that type of thing. So how does life change? Verse 9. And I say unto you, ask. Asking expresses an openness and a willingness to receive. See, if we don't ask... You know, we, we use this story, you know, uh, about men and women asking directions. Men won't ask because they know the way. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So, you know, if he would just ask, we would find our way. But, you know, well, the idea is it doesn't matter if it's a man or a woman. It matters that it's an openness. Are we willing to receive in our life to see something different than what we have concluded? And... We all, have a, we all have our circle that we live in. Everybody has them. And we have arrived at this circle of life, and we can run around our circle, and we can know it completely, in and out, and know every, And But the thing is, like in the, in the Psalms, it talks about God expand our boundaries, expand our borders. What, what, we, what we see is that when we get close to our borders, our boundaries, we don't go there because that's not a safe place. God wants us to look at our boundaries and keep stepping over them and expanding them because our life is more than what we have and our attitudes need to be greater than what they are. And whenever we see how God is going to work in our lives, it takes us to a point where we are able to receive what God wants to instill in our lives. We all have a Scrooge in us. But the most important thing is we all have Jesus Christ in us. 
And because of Christ being alive in us, we are able to ask, means that we have an openness. We are able to knock, it means that we have an expectation that things can change, that there are doors of opportunity yet to be opened. Ask, seek, that we, we seek for things. We seek for things that are beyond our limitations, beyond our personal circle, beyond our knowledge base. So we're looking at how that God is at work to take us and to develop this person that he has created and that he loves and that he wants to take us to a place that we haven't got there yet. But being a miser, as the Scrooge, limits what we have because we take it, we hoard it, and we don't use it. We tear down our barns and build bigger barns. But the giver in us is seeking how that God can bestow upon our lives that we can increase who we are to be able to touch the lives of others. You see, that's what will make a difference. Ebenezer Scroogey <laughs> withheld not only his goods, he withheld himself. And when it was all over, he was alone in eternity in chains. For us, we have an eternity with Christ in a limitless freedom. And so as we go there and we look back on the present, no matter what we're facing, is not that difficult because God is with us and we are asking, we are seeking, we are knocking, and God will make a difference in our life as we receive, thank, we bless, we thank, we receive, we give, and God keeps flowing through us. It is more blessed to give than to receive. Shall we stand? Father, we thank you for your blessings. We thank you for <laughs> our life. You have brought us to this place. You've brought us to this time. You've brought us here, Lord, for a purpose. And Lord, we pray that your spirit will help us in every situation we find ourselves in to see the best and to see the, how that it can be changed and how that your spirit can make a difference in us and how that we can view your love, O oh God, in our lives. We thank you for this. And we ask, O oh God, your blessing upon our lives, our families, and Lord, our community. Just pour out your spirit upon us, O oh Lord, we pray. That we might be receptive. That we might be freely we receive and freely give. We pray in Jesus' name. And everyone said, Amen.